0: Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime.
1: You don't always have to like him, but you have to respect him. The Roy Green Show continues. The Roy
0: Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. So I guess I better not do this again. Bonjour, mes amis. I, I got an email from Bill yesterday to Roy at com. How dare you speak French? <laughs> I don't know, Bill. I'm sorry. I really apologize. It's just the devil made me do it. Um, it is one of our official languages in Canada, is it not? And I only say a few words. Here's what uh, I want to say this to you before we hear Premier Brad Wall from Saskatchewan. This is from the Australian government website from the Department of Environment and Energy, 2014. Abolition of the carbon tax. Here's what's on the Australian government website. Abolishing the carbon tax will lower costs for Australian businesses and ease the cost of living pressures for households. Remember, we have a prime minister who insists we're going to have a carbon tax, and we have premiers who insist there's going to be a carbon tax Right, Premier Notley? Um, There's already one in BC, of course. And here's what the Australian website also says, what removing the carbon tax will mean for Australians. This font couldn't be any smaller. Repealing the carbon tax and the clean energy package is designed to reduce the cost of living. Modeling by the Australian Treasury suggests that removing the carbon tax in 2014-15 will leave an average cost of living across all households around $550 lower than they would otherwise have been, lower retail electricity by around 9%, and retail gas prices by around 7% than they would be otherwise. Premier win, cap and trade. Guess what goes up? Oh, yeah. Electricity, like it's not gone up enough. And the cost of gasoline will go up as well on January 1st. That's true too, isn't it, Premier Notley? Anyway, I spoke with uh, Premier Wall, who disagrees with the Prime Minister on the idea of a carbon tax, and you heard that yesterday. you will hear a little more now. And I spoke with the Premier about the pipelines issue, and about the fact that on Friday the Premier and uh, or the Prime Minister and Premiers will meet with uh, Aboriginal First Nations as well to talk about pi- pipelines and about the Pan Canadian um, Climate Plan. Have a listen to part two of the interview with Premier Brad Wall of Saskatchewan. Premier, you tweeted congratulations to Justin Trudeau concerning his pipeline decision of the possible scenarios and decisions available to Prime Minister Trudeau and the federal government. Did he deliver, based on political and environmental challenges, the best case scenario for him? He took Northern Gateway off the table, of course.
1: He did. Northern Gateway had been approved by the previous government, and we, we're we in all of the above uh, province when it comes to pipelines. We believe that the long-term interests of Canada, a country with the third largest oil reserves on earth, the long-term interest will be reser- uh, will be preserved and advanced by, by us building pipelines to tidewater, and all of the above should be uh, our approach. Uh, however, there are economic, there's environmental, there's political, provincial, federal realities, and I do think the federal government's made the right decision here. I mean, to have line three included in the big announcement, you know, that's a pretty straightforward uh, approval in my view. I mean, there'll still be concerns and there needs to be due diligence, but uh, it's certainly not in the, uh, on the sort of on the controversial meter. It really hasn't made an appearance, by the way, that's a very important pipeline for Saskatchewan, about $1.1 billion worth of investment in the province as a result. And we've got a great pipe maker in Regina called Evraz and, they're very likely to be able to recall some workers who've been laid off of, of late. So it's very positive. Um, and uh, Trans Mountain Kinder Morgan is important. Anytime we get Canadian oil to the coast through Tidewater, we get a chance to have more than one customer. When we are locked to one customer the United States, as much as we value them, we're also locked to the West Texas price, and we forego the World Brent price, which is always higher. Now it's not as much. The differential is not as great as it used to it used to be, but it usually is significant and so that's why even though there's no saskatchewan oil to be in that particular pipeline we support it here's what i would say though Roy. we've heard others come forward from in provincial capitals and the prime minister though since the announcement of implying that because we are pricing carbon because of a carbon tax we now have pipelines this is a big leap for me because all of the people who oppose it you know the argument right the argument is this carbon tax, if we self-immolate in terms of our economy, this carbon tax buys us social license, uh, which is a term I'm not particularly fond of, but it's not—it's one they use. This is a leap, to be sure, because namely one group, one mayor, one environmental group, one First Nations leader that, ha- or one individual citizen that has now changed their, their position from being opposed to Kinder Morgan to being in favor of Kinder Morgan, because Alberta or Canada is going to have a carbon tax
0: there is no connection.
1: There is no connection to it, and nobody's changed their position. This was a it's a bit of a contri- political contrivance of parties who are kind of rationalizing to their base, I guess, as to why they would approve a pipeline when maybe a lot of their base doesn't support it. The two have no connection. It hasn't changed anyone's mind. It doesn't buy a social license. What happened is the federal government made the right decision and that's what it takes. Whatever it's strike. The federal government has to step out in leadership and say this pipeline's important for this country, and we approve it. And that approval needs to happen regardless of whether or not we have a, t- a price or a tax on carbon.
0: Premier Wall, I've heard another position or argument that I have great difficulty with, and 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 it's this. To help Mr. Trudeau make his case for pipelines, the challenge to his national carbon tax should have to become more muted.
1: Oh, <laughs> Well again, if there's no link between the two, then
0: well exactly that,
1: that. argument then, then argue- that argument falls down as well. And there just fundamentally isn't. Right? you, know, let's just revisit what the principle of this social license is. If you you know that, that, that we've been told if we would just price it, it would put "tax carbon, even though none of our trading partners are doing it. If we would do it here in Canada, then we would get social license from our international partners who don't have a carbon tax. That's somehow that's specious, I think. And also from fellow Canadians, we'd get that social license to build it. But again, I just, re- I, I, sorry to repeat myself, it doesn't change anyone's mind. There'll still be protests in BC from the same groups that were going to protest the pipeline, whether or not we had a carbon tax or not. They don't, they separate the two. They don't want a pipeline, period. Uh, and I, I think what's dangerous about this rationale is is how how potentially dangerous the carbon tax is itself. Uh, if, we, if we accept this notion that, these are the measures Canada must adopt in order to get our product to tidewater, our oil to tidewater. In other words, policies that we know even from the federal government's own documents will call will, will hurt our economy. Uh, that's not any way to build a, a national economy. That's not any way to run a country. I don't know how you quid pro quo bad tax policy with a pipeline approval, but here I, I do want to emphasize, we do support this. At the end of the day, the federal government, had to make a decision that I think a lot of its political supporters don't like, and they made it. Uh, And we hope the same will be true for Energy East. We hope the advocacy will be there for for Keystone now that the president-elect has said that will be a top priority for a new
0: administration. Um, One more question for you, and I hope as well that Energy East does finally get approved. But there's thinking that I've heard expressed by at least some economists, that Trans Mountain, for example, or any of the pipelines, may be a losing proposition financially. If the international price of oil remains low, is there a profit to be generated by building new pipelines and delivering oil sands bitumen to, a, for example, a Pacific Coast terminal? And uh, Asian markets pay less for bitumen than do their U.S. counterparts. And then another part to this question or this this equation was: we should probably be building refineries as well as pipelines in Canada.
1: Well, I mean, I think that's true. I think value added is what we all desire. At the end of the day, though, we need a market—the market signal it will signal as to whether or not it makes more sense to to add value here or export it. That's the case, by the way, for a lot of what Canada grows or mines or produces. There has to be a market case to make it here and ship it to places uh, far away. And and if that happens, and as, as it has in, in the past, we'll have more uh, value added here. Um, when, you know, with respect to Energy East and uh, and, and and the equivalency, perhaps of the comparison to Kinder Morgan, uh, with respect, you know, on on the uh, on the case on the economic case of either one. Remember that Energy East gives us the chance, and it's about export as well. To be fair, but remember it gives us a chance to replace imports. When I was in New Brunswick here in June and Speaking at the energy conference there, we went out to the Irving Oil port facility there, and there was a ship from Saudi Arabia unloading Middle Eastern oil into Canada. So I think there's a case for a national pipeline system that removes that that would give us energy independence. That gives us the chance, uh, even if it doesn't happen right away necessarily, gives us a chance to reduce the need to import oil from places like Saudi Arabia. It doesn't make any sense when we have all this oil in Canada. So. I mean, I think the pipeline companies are best are best suited to make the decision as to which pipeline uh, is uh, is feasible, uh, and I I expect the economists are weighing in with opinions and the forecasters are that's their duty, but it'll be the companies that will have to make that final
0: decision. Premier, thank you so much for the time. Roy, thank you. So there's Premier Brad Wall. I recorded the interview on Friday morning. Part one we played yesterday. Part two just now. And yesterday, the premier told us that this coming Friday, when he attends the pan-Canadian climate plan meeting in Ottawa, called by the prime minister that he will be the skunk at the garden party, not the prime minister. Premier Wall said that he'll be the skunk at the garden party because he will not sign the climate plan, and he's prepared to take the federal government to court over Trudeau's announced carbon tax, which Mr. Wall insists will damage Saskatchewan and Canada's economies. Now, he supports the pipeline decision, but still wants to see Energy East built, I do find it interesting that we have oil tankers coming up the uh, St Lawrence River. They arrive from the Middle East. There are no protest. Where are the protesters? Does the pristine gaspe coast not matter? There are no protesters and uh, I just want to read you two more lines from the Australian Government's repealing the carbon tax, about why they did it. I read you some a few minutes ago. I want to read you just two more lines, two more reasons they give. What removing the carbon tax will mean for Australians. Boost Australia's economic growth, increase jobs, and enhance Australia's international competitiveness by removing an unnecessary tax which hurts businesses and families. And then remove over a thousand pages of primary and subordinate legislation. But Mr. Trudeau is going to insist on his carbon tax, for which he's done no economic impact study. Now, you can go online and you can sign the petition for the Saskatchewan government, the Saskatchewan party. You just go to saskparty.com, saskparty.com, forward slash carbon tax, and then you sign the online petition. 1-800-263-2428, there's my number. 1-800-263-2428 one-eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty-eight. I'll ask you exactly the same question I asked yesterday. And that is, who speaks for you? Prime Minister Trudeau or Premier Brad Wall? Who speaks for you? Prime Minister Trudeau or Premier Bradwald? Whose opinion, whose position, whose views, whose explanations make more sense to you? Those of the Prime Minister? Well, those are Premier Wall. one eight hundred two six three twenty four twenty eight. 263 2428 Wherever you are in Canada, give us a call. Let's talk about it.